Sasswa is a show about Bigfoot. It's recorded for the skeptics, the believers, the knowers, the hopers, and those who just have a casual interest in the subject. For more information, visit our Facebook page. This is Sasswat, a show about Bigfoot. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Matsky, and today I'm joined by my son, Andy Matsky. Hello there. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fine. We've had quite a busy week. Seems like we haven't been home hardly at all this weekend, but that's okay because we've been doing some pretty interesting things, uh, some of which we're going to get into right off of the bat here today. Kind of a fun episode, I think, because we're going to do essentially two things. We have a lot of news items to cover, and then we are going to delve into the Sasswet mailbag and pull out a couple letters. Um, and then, as time allows, we are going to play a recording that we made just this past weekend, and we'll talk a little bit more about that right now. The first news desk item that we have to share with you at the top of this episode is that... Small Town Monsters 2017 Kickstarter is fully funded. And it's sitting at, by the time this posts, it'll be around 25 days to go. What was that experience like for you? Because I know what it was like for me. Well, first of all, we should explain what the scenario was. So, the scenario was, um, Seth invited us down to Wadsworth. And we were go- we were and did a Facebook Live Q and A for the launch of the Kickstarter, and it was really cool because we got to go to Wadsworth Community Radio. Um, got to see what it was all like, so we know where where the magic happens of Wadsworth Community Radio, as opposed to going, oh, Wadsworth Community Radio, we know what it looks like now. And so we got there, um, the video went live, and the Kickstarter got live. Went, got live. It <laughs> went live. <laughs> got, it went live. And then 30 minutes later... It was 50% funded. And it was crazy because it was just so many people backing it, you know, right after each other. It was crazy just to see because Seth's phone was doing the Facebook Live and it would tell when a Kickstarter came in, when a new backer. And it was crazy because for the first, you know, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, it was like just constant badges coming down off his iPhone. It was crazy. Um, it was awesome. It was just a great time. Um, just to be like, you know, this is great. And at the rate we're going, it's going to be funded in, you know, 50 minutes is crazy. I mean, it was it was the best. And then the end of Seth now being a, a one hoodie last. It was funny because, I mean, it was amazing because Tom was like the guy from Wadsworth Community Radio was like, oh, and we're like, what? And then it came through that someone had backed and it was it was funded and that was amazing. And if you watch the video the whole way through, we got queso 
in the end, and that was... Explain what you mean about the hoodie. Um, well, what happened was they were really close, I mean, a couple percent away from being funded. And we were doing... We sat around 80 for a little while, and then it got bumped up to 90. And then it was sitting around 95. And then we were joking around with all these things like if you do this if you fund this much this will happen and then eventually seth said because he was wearing a mothman search team hoodie that he will give whoever like if someone does an executive producer level which is the highest level on the kickstarter that he will give them that hoodie and someone did an executive producer level bumped up to an executive producer level so that was that was crazy. So somebody is getting someone's a getting Seth, Seth Breedlove Love. worn <laughs> Mothman search team hoodie, which the Mothman Museum in Point Pleasant kindly offered to replace. That was really cool to see the support that they've been giving Seth and Small Town Monsters. So it is fully funded, although there is still plenty of time to back it if that's something that you'd be interested in doing. Also, I just have to say what a blast that was because it's like the closest thing that I've ever been involved with that could compare to like a live call-in show because the comments would pop up in the video feed and it was kind of my job to relay the questions as they came through, which was kind of a challenge actually because there were so many and I didn't want to miss anybody and uh, you know, you get people talking and it's hard to jump in at the right moment sometimes. There so. are a lot of statements as opposed to questions. Well, sure. That, that's <laughs> Hi. true across the board. So the other neat thing is that it's too early to make an announcement about anything, but it's got small town monsters and Sasswat thinking about future online appearances. And that's all I feel like I can say at this point. But it's got our wheels turning, and it's kind of exciting to think about. So, cool stuff there. Another thing that I wanted to mention while we're at the Sasswit News Desk is that Lyle Blackburn's new book is now available. It's called Beyond Boggy Creek, In Search of Southern Sasquatch. And Andy, I haven't even told you this yet, Lyle broke Amazon. The first number of copies sold in, like, record time. So they were all of a sudden... It had been a regular prime listing, mm -hmm. and then all of the second – I went on there, and all it was was the secondary sellers selling it for markup. And so Lyle went on Facebook saying, it's it's in the works. You can get it at Barnes & Noble right now. It will be back on Amazon in no time. But, you know, save yourself the money. Don't pay an exorbitant amount just to get the new book. There's going to be plenty of new books in just a little bit. But I thought that was awesome. That's, yeah, that is awesome that – he can sell out Amazon so fast is great for for him and for the Bigfoot community to see that a book like that can do that is amazing. Speaking of books and authors, just a reminder that we will be recording with Stan Gordon, and that's going to be happening this week. Uh, as usual, this episode will post on Tuesday. I would invite you, if you have any questions that you would like to ask Stan Gordon, uh, you can submit those on the Facebook page. 
and we will try to work those into the interview. Uh, we will be recording Thursday night, so you'll need to get those questions in uh, sometime before then. That brings us to, well, I'll just toss to Andy here because I think he is ready to make the announcement. Andy, go ahead. So our new announcement is a kind, a, a new kind of episode we're going to be doing. It's kind of a spin on classic Sasswat, which this new thing is called Sasswat Nation. And it's going to be a type of episode where we get you, the listener, involved with us. And the idea is we will go through the 50 states alphabetically um, and just talk about Bigfoot in that state. Um, And the whole idea we really want to have happen is that if you you guys have, you know, seen Bigfoot in that state or have heard a story about someone hearing or seeing Bigfoot in that state and – or you have a favorite story that's from that state, we want you guys to write in to us and tell us that. Or you can you can do it on Facebook. And that's that's what we want to do. Um, we came up with this idea. Um, we were actually at the Y when we came up with it, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Um, we were we were walking. The, the short little track that I'm surprised you don't get dizzy walking around. It's <laughs> pretty short. And there's nothing else to do. Mm-mm. And we were like, we know we're going to interview Stan in a couple episodes. And we know we have these letters, which we're going to get to in a little bit. But what should we do in between then, or what should we do as filler episodes sometimes? Because we really haven't been reading anything. Or like reading any books or anything right now. Well, we're reading books, but and what? And we're always reading. We're books. always reading books. We <laughs> haven't been reading genre. And so we came up with the idea of Sasswat Nation. And so if our first state is Alabama, and any listeners in Alabama that would like to write about the state, or any people that have heard sightings from there or have experienced things there please write in or write on write to us on facebook sounds cool it sounds awesome i hope we can get through them all the thing i realized once we sort of hatched the concept and now we're looking at pushing it forward is that alabama obviously is first and second is going to be alaska which we discovered when Seth and I were recording that there's a, a tremendous amount of reports coming out of Alaska. It's not where you think of like right off the top of your head as a Sasquatch hotbed, but it really is. And it got two full episodes of coverage and there's plenty more. I mean, we're not going to be repeating much of anything on the the Alaska episode. So Alabama is where we're going to go first. As Andy said, if you have reports or you know of classic stories coming out of Alabama, we would really welcome any stories that you'd like to submit. Again, you can do that in a couple ways. One is at our Facebook page. You can messenger us there and put it in that format. Or if you want to write it out as an email, you can email us at sasswatmail at 
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. We would love to make this more of you guys and less of us. So uh, you'll have about a a two-week window, I would say, starting from the time that this episode posts to get your Alabama stories in. So if you have any, um, please send those along. So speaking of mail, we wanted to get into our mailbag for this episode because we have gotten really an amazing amount of really good feedback from people, uh, both on the Facebook page and through our email, and uh, just wanted to make sure some of these got on to one of our episodes. And we'll have the chance to react to them. I'm going to go right into the reading of this first one here, and it is in reference to episode 101, where we reviewed On the Track of Bigfoot by Marion T. Place. And this letter is from Gary. And Gary writes, Hi, Mark and Andy. First off, welcome back. I, for one, am really pleased that you decided to continue with Sasquatch, even if it may be for a handful of episodes or hopefully many more. I've been a listener from the very beginning and through Sasquatch also found your other podcast, Monsterland Ohio Radio. I finally felt compelled to write when Sasquatch episode 101 popped up and I saw the subject was Marion T. Place's book on the track of Bigfoot. Only days before the new show, over the Christmas holidays, I ordered a used copy from Amazon. Although I'm still awaiting delivery, I can't wait to get into it, more so now that it comes so highly recommended in this podcast. I've been following the Sasquatch legend for many years, and although my Bigfoot library is far from complete, I've read many books on the subject, including John Green's The Apes Among Us, Tom Powell's The Locals, Jeff Meldrum's Legend Meets Science, Robert Alley's Raincoat Sasquatch, and many more, even Autumn Williams' Enoch, A Bigfoot Story. When I first began following the subject as a young man some 20 years ago, I have to admit I was a little bit gullible, taking in all manner of accounts, and declaring to myself, it simply must be true. As the years went by, and as I read more, looked at more quote-unquote evidence, I realized that I really didn't know anything at all. There was so much fluff, as I call it, around the subject, I gradually took steps back, and now can say I have a healthy skepticism about Bigfoot and consider all accounts and supposed evidence very carefully. I feel this is really the only way to approach it without losing a sense of fun and wonder. Andy, you're spot on with your comment in the show, we need to get back to basics. Let me just quickly say I understand your misgivings about going on with Sasswat. For one thing, I'm sure you're busy enough with your other vocations, and Sasswat will certainly have a different feel to it without Seth, though no less interesting and fun to listen to. I hope you and Andy continue. It's a real joy to listen to you guys interact. That you love and respect each other is a given, and it's obvious you're great pals too, every father and son should be. I can identify closely. I'm a dad of similar age to you, Mark, and Andy reminds me a little of my eldest son, James, intelligent, funny, and inquisitive. I have two boys, and they know of my quirky interest in Bigfoot and other cryptids, and even though we talk about it, I'm still a little tentative, as my wife is not at all interested, and sometimes wonders what I'm filling their impressionable young minds with. Actually, I think she's secretly cool about it, and on the track of Bigfoot may be just the formal introduction I give to my boys as a book for younger readers. Mark, I really enjoyed listening to you read excerpts from the book. I think this is a fascinating feature of the new segmented format you're proposing, and will hopefully encourage folks to seek out the publications for their own libraries. I personally hold the Jerry Crew story in high regard, and although there is much skepticism around those accounts, thanks in no small part 
to the supposed deathbed confession of Ray Wallace and his carved wooden feet, I I believe it holds water. We must consider it in the context of its time. This occurred before, as you could argue, it spawned the modern interest in the Bigfoot phenomenon. Jerry and his working party had nothing to gain and everything to lose, especially their livelihoods, by hoaxing such bizarre events. You could argue that their lives were hard and the work of road building and logging such a tough existence that such a wild tale might bring them fame and fortune, but that would involve convincing every man on the team to be on board, and given the reported nature of their characters, hard-working, pragmatic, honest folks, not to mention the ridicule they might face in their small, close-knit communities where jobs were hard to come by, I just can't see it. It's unfortunate that perhaps Ray Wallace later saw either a money-making or a mischievous angle to the event's by utilizing supposedly carved wooden feet to make additional prints, but I find these fake feet simply laughable when juxtaposed with the pictures we see of the cast Jerry Crew presented to the world. Moving on, one piece of material I've never heard you talk about on Sasquatch is the documentary Bigfoot Reflections. It features, among other researchers, John Bindernagel and Thomas Steenberg. I watch it from time to time and enjoy its sober, non-sensational, and thought-provoking approach regarding the individuals who choose to study in earnest our elusive hairy friend. Have you seen it? I'd like to hear both your thoughts on it. Maybe it could feature as a segment in a future show. Anyway, thanks for taking the time to read my letter, guys. I have some other musing on monsters in general, including some of the production-based aspects of a certain Far Eastern giant lizard I know you're fond of, but perhaps I'll save those thoughts for a future email to Monsterland Ohio Radio. Take care, and keep up with the good work, Gary. I really enjoy that letter. That was the first... Sasswit letter I read as a host of Sasswit, and it was probably the best type of letter I could start with. Um, I really enjoy how he writes it. I enjoy his comments on Jerry Crew. Um, very smart and thought-provoking comments. Um, just the whole idea of, yes, they could gain a big fortune, but they had everything to lose was very, it's very smart. Um, I really enjoy this letter. And are, are we going to get into that we saw? I think it would be the perfect um, segue. So sure. before this letter, we had not seen Bigfoot's Reflection. But after it, we were on Netflix, was it? And we we searched it up and we we saw it was on there. So we watched it and we enjoyed it. Um, Very down to earth. Like he says, smart. Bigfoot movie documentary and I really enjoy um, John Bindernagel's comments Um, he says one thing in the movie that I think I will continue to quote pretty much everywhere and it's not and it's um, Bigfoot is not avoiding scientists the scientists are avoiding Bigfoot and that's in reference to mainstream science on the subject of Bigfoot. And it's it's smart. It's what's happening. It's not, you know, these there's a lot of mainstream people going out in the woods and looking for Bigfoot. It's they're going, Oh, I wouldn't touch that stuff. So Right. And he says that as himself being in the world of academia. Mm-hmm. It's not an outsider saying that about academia. It's someone from the inside, which gives it a lot of credibility. And he bears an uncanny resemblance to my father in law. Yeah. <laughs> We noticed that. I we were watching it, and he's like, "You know who he looks like?" And I, and he, you said, "Grandpa." I'm like, "Yep." 
His eyes especially. His eye. it's, <laughs> Sounds it's weird, freaky. but it's true. It's true. Oh, it's it's hilarious because I'm. It dawned on me all of a sudden. I'm like, he looks like Grandpa. Another thing I love about that show is all of the footage around British Columbia and the Pacific Northwest. Never been out there, and that's. I don't have a very long bucket list, but Pacific Northwest and British Columbia in particular is on that. So it's kind of cool to see the footage from out there. It just looks so beautiful. Coming back is going to be a problem if I ever do go there. Might just walk out Ohio into the. Ohio is bland. Might just walk out into the woods, and say, "Here I am, Bigfoot." <laughs> Never be seen again. All right, so back to Gary's letter. Um, that's really cool. Also, that he referenced Monsterland Ohio Radio. That is our mm-hmm. other podcast where we pretty much do whatever we want to do. <laughs> that's true. I once joked. Um, was it last year or the year before that it was the Godzilla pod or the Bigfoot podcast that was supposed to be about Godzilla? But yeah, it's whatever we want to do. <laughs> yeah. We've gone everywhere. So if you want just a nerdy good time, listen to Monsterland Ohio Radio. Yeah. Because it even, you know, we tried to expand sort of the definition of the show by saying it's monster fun, not just giant monster <laughs> fun. But then we start talking about the Flash yeah. and other things. So it's just basically whatever we feel like what, talking you, about on a given moment. If you were around us yeah. and... W- we didn't know well, you were there. While we're this doing is the how, dishes. While we're doing this, this is what it would, this is what it would sound like. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't joke about the dishes part. That's what half of yeah, our... That's, that's half well, of our episode inspiration now is what we're talking about when we're doing the dishes. So When we're not at the Y, we're doing the dishes. <laughs> it's how we get our creative juices nerdy flowing. things and watching TV. So, um, oh, and I just love, I loved Gary's veiled reference to Godzilla there at the end. And I would really welcome a letter on on Godzilla theme stuff to MO Radio, that would be sweet. If you haven't ever listened to Monsterland Ohio Radio and you think the idea of two guys doing dishes sounds like a lot of fun, um, <laughs> the, probably please, please. Easy, yeah, the easiest thing to do would be go, Bigo. Uh, Bigo. Bigo. Would be to go to monsterlandohio.blogspot.com. And we've got a number of, well, all of our, episodes are posted there and sass what's posted there too now so mm-hmm. very cool let's see what else oh gary we'll be really interested to hear what you think of on the track of bigfoot too so if you want to write in and reflect on that i love your book choices by the way and raincoast sasquatch is like the prime source for any alaska reports that we'll ever be talking about that's just a fantastic book um thanks for the kind words we really appreciate yeah this type of letter. And I agree with you when it comes to Jerry Crew. The whole Ray Wallace thing to me is extremely fascinating. And I do not pretend to understand his motivation in coming out with the wooden feet and all that jazz. So Gary, thanks for writing. And anytime you want to write back in, uh, we would love to see that. What are you doing there? Yeah, um, okay. another letter that we received. <laughs> Sometimes I Andy's wish we did like, this on video because I, yeah, I pantomime stuff all the time. He's doing basically charades asking me Questions. if we're going to be looking at this next letter. And um, yeah, I think we can talk about <laughs> it. Uh, we received a invitation to write an article for Cryptid Culture Magazine uh, about the podcast. So I've done that. I've submitted it and heard back. It sounds promising that 
a Sasquatch article is going to appear in the March issue of Cryptid Culture magazine. And it's a really great magazine. If you haven't seen it, it's featured articles by uh, such people as Lauren Coleman, Linda Godfrey, Lyle Blackburn, and many others, and is filled with really astounding artwork. So it's exciting to think that our brief history of Sasquatch is going to appear in a future issue. So we'll tell you more about that as things start to firm up and we get dates and things like that. But that was pretty exciting because if any of you know me fairly well, then you're probably aware of the fact that I consider myself a writer first and everything else is like after that. But I, I express myself best behind a keyboard and kind of wordsmithing for hours over how am I going to transition from one paragraph to the next? But And he's great at it. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you. You write a journal like I can't at all. <laughs> I can't write a paper like you write a journal. Well, that's, that's my thing. That's my passion. So uh, we'll tell you more definitely about Cryptid Culture Magazine as time goes by. Another letter that we received, this one was really cool too, uh, was from Carl. And Carl says, hi, really enjoyed the latest episode been listening on Stitcher for a bit over a year, but not quite two. I went to last year's Virginia Bigfoot Conference. Very interesting outing. Did I say this was in reference to episode 104? I don't know. I don't think I did. That's I the subject the letters, line. I read the letter, so I might have. Okay, it. that's the subject line. It's episode 104, so um, some of his comments are in reference, of course, to Dr. David Floyd, who we had on for that particular episode. Dr. Floyd's presentation was amazing, not just because it was just so good, but because he is one of the few credentialed, peer-reviewed PhDs that researches Fortiana and is not in the closet about it, a rare thing more so than sightings of the big guy. A few years ago, I had some extra time, enough for a hobby, so I took up Sasquatch research in northern Virginia, have been interested in Sasquatch and UFOs since I was a kid. And he provides some links to an uh, interview with, with uh, Mr. William Dranginis. That led him to his website, which is virginiabigfootresearch.org, and also found sasquatchwatch.org. Site, this site is the one up until recently that Mr. Billy Willard was involved with. I've since staked out a smallish research area comprising a rough triangle between Manassas, Prince William Forest Park, and Culpeper, Virginia, I use the above websites to plot sightings and near sightings. There have been quite a few, more than you would think, being in the exurbs of the D.C. area. At last year's Virginia conference, I met a few other guys doing research in Virginia. We are tentatively planning a stakeout in an area a bit south of my research area, along the Susquehanna River near Fredericksburg. We are planning for the March time frame. This area is reportedly busy year-round with activity. I have also become involved with the Friends Sasquatch-themed podcast, Bigfoot Ground Zero, airing a somewhat regularly scheduled show about the beast. I'm a big believer in local or regional research, hoping that local regional researchers can link up at regional conferences or websites and move information. Thank you for what you do. Very respectfully, Carl. I have to say that this is another great letter. Um, Really great to hear from a local researcher um telling us what they do and their opinion briefly on the subject um when we get around to Sasquatch nation virginia he will have to write again um and i just 
I enjoy his comments on David Floyd. I agree how like how his presentations are is just amazing. Um I I want to know more about his research to be quite honest. Yeah, me too. And I think there I think we are going to find out more. I think we've got a good uh, rapport going. So he probably will let us know things that he's found out, which would be awesome. I agree 100% with his approach that he outlines there at the very end of the letter. I love it when local researchers get together and they're not proprietary about information. I think that's how things were. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm reading John Green right, that's how things were at the very beginning when this search and quest really got rolling was information was shared very freely there was not the sense that this is my discovery, but that it helps everybody when you are generous with information. And uh, I just respect that approach a whole lot. I like what he says also about uh, Dr. Floyd. I think he's one of a kind in that regard. And it does help, in my opinion, that that David's um, expertise and his degreed area is really not in biology, and it's not really in hard science, but he's coming at this from more of the folklore side of things, more from um, like looking through literature and the records that exist historically of various cultures in order to draw some conclusions. And that may be why in some cases, um, like his peers are more accepting of his interest, um, I don't know, but I think that that's part of it. And, uh, of course, we have tremendous respect for Dr. Floyd and are very grateful that he continues to follow the show and uh, wants to participate once in a while. The other thing is that I think is so great is, uh, you know, Carl sort of filled in the gap for me because I know during that conversation with Dr. Floyd, I confessed my ignorance about Bigfoot in Virginia, and evidently there's a whole lot of stuff going on. And so, again, that sort of lives out the approach that he's talking about, which is just sharing information with people and saying, you know what, there is some things going on, and and here are some areas of uh, evidence that we can share, stories and anecdotes and things like that. Really, really good to know. And I'm just grateful that there are forums like this to be able to move information, as he says. I think it's awesome. So here is our... A recording of um, our Facebook Live uh, Q&A from Small Town Monsters Kickstarter. Um, We've edited it down to about 20, 30 minutes. So here's a condensed version of that. With Tom and Tina. This is Wadsworth Community Radio. WWWRLP Wadsworth. And online at wadsworthcommunityradio.com. Good evening, Wadsworth, and everybody listening around the globe this evening here. Uh, we, we are, have a special presentation here on Wadsworth Community Radio. I'll let, actually, I'll let everybody introduce themselves. As you know, we have been talking, uh, uh, for the last day or so here about, uh, Seth Breed, Seth Breedloves and his Kickstarter campaign here for all of his, uh, next endeavors. And again, we have a studio full here. We're going to be going live here for the next, uh, live on Facebook, and we'll let everybody introduce themselves and tell every all our listeners uh, how they can participate. 
Uh, hi, this is Seth Breedlove. Yeah, we are live uh, on Wadsworth Radio, and if you want to participate in the Kickstarter campaign to fund the production of the fourth and fifth Small Town Monsters movies, uh, you can just go to kickstarter.com and look up the Mothman of Point Pleasant uh, on Kickstarter, and you will find us. So we're going to be here in studio taking questions relating to cryptids and cryptozoology, and we're going to do some giveaways, and we're going to be here for the uh, foreseeable future. Not and, all night. And, and and if anybody wonders, of course, on Saturday evenings, the uh, Sasquatch uh, podcast that we play are the two two of the gentlemen that are in here that do that podcast. So, again, uh, familiar voices. Uh, yes, you, they are familiar voices. You hear the show every Saturday night here. So uh, take it away, guys. It's all yours. Hey, Wadsworth. This is... Mark Matsky, and I'm joined by Andy Matsky and Brandon, Brandon Dalo. Hi, Brandon. I do the music. All the uh, all the amazing the amazing music that's in our films. I'm going to be like slightly distracted for the next like five minutes while I start posting these. So if you guys want to go ahead and take like questions and stuff, you sure. Can. Well, um, Sean Forker writes in, "Hey guys." Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. What's up? And Gene St. Jean has joined. Hey-o. Joined the cast. Cool. Questions. Get these questions flowing. Yeah, if you have any questions, we are wide open. Beans Baxter is in the house. What is up, Beans? That's awesome. So send in your questions. We are going to be uh, just taking the time with you tonight. I uh, want to thank all the people who have supported Sasquatch and Small Town Monsters, and we're really excited to see uh, the next two movies. Uh, as you know, the ones that you are uh, Kickstarter backing tonight are Mothman of Point Pleasant and Invasion on Chestnut Ridge. Aha, a question. Will shirt sizes be submitted later? Yeah. Yeah, you'll get a, after the campaign closes, you'll get a survey, and basically that just means you're going to um, get a questionnaire where you fill in what your shirt size is. So all that information, like your address and all that stuff, will come after the fact. So that is an easy question for me to answer while I'm still working. <laughs> Larry Beans Baxter, Baxter says, hey, guys, good to see Beans. Now, here's a quick story about Beans. When we had the Saswat meetup, Beans came down from Alaska to Peninsula, Ohio, to go to Fisher's Pub with us. And uh, that's not the only reason that he came down to the lower 48, but it was really, really cool. We pretend it is. We tell we tell ourselves it, it was. The only reason he came down <laughs> was for us. It's, yeah. That's the inside baseball right now for you. Um, Nate says, I think I was first backer. Woo! I think so. I saw, I saw your name on the list first, and Brian Borgman was in there, and there was one more name in there. I have to go back and check it out, but yes, I think Nate wins the first backer award. Beans writes, I'm going to Point Pleasant in May. My man, you should be coming down in September when we're going to be there. All the way from Alaska? Isn't he from Alaska? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea to go to Point Pleasant on a non-Mothman um, festival 
time mm-hmm. because you get a lot different feel than if you go when the festival's on because it's now, these days, it's wall-to-wall people throughout the streets. Uh, but if you go on an off time, you can pretty much have a, a real relaxed trip through the museum, which I think is really worth it. If you're interested in the Mothman story, you absolutely have to go to the Mothman Museum and see all the stuff that's there, uh, including John Keel's private papers and letters and the white jacket that he wore uh, to one of the Mothman festivals and stuff like that. So, um, I don't know. Brandon, can you tell me a little bit about your experiences out at the igloos? Because neither Andy nor I have ever been there. Out to that point, we've just gone to the fest. So, what was what was that like going out to the igloos? You guys gotta you guys gotta get up there. Are you going, are you planning on going this year? Back down? I don't know. We might. Yeah. We might have. We got to come for the premiere, right? Yeah, down there. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's a good time. We uh, my problem is I've been trying. I keep going during the day. So I'm trying to get scared by it so I can put some of it in the music. But, um, you know, and I've, the past couple of times I've gone, I've gone with my dad. And um, so, you know, I don't feel scared at all. Um, but no, it's... <laughs> it's a, They're armed to the teeth. Yeah. So. Yeah. My dad doesn't mess around. But no, okay. but no it's cool. It's, it's a spooky place. It's a, it's, you know, just a bunch of kind of overgrown roads that are line with these igloos every couple hundred feet but you can't really even see the roads anymore there really it's yeah is there any signage that indicates what's there or you just have to know where to go well there's the mcclinic wildlife station sign as you come in on the one main road um that's about it there's not really any signs in the you know when you actually get into the area that you'd you'd think they'd put up a sign that was like mothman here right (laughs) mothman right here yeah but nothing yeah he um And there's no, you know, like I said, there's no signs that indicate where the roads are either. The only way we kind of knew where they were is if you pull up Google Maps and you look on like aerial view and you and you turn on the the road. There's it's still marked where the roads were, but if you you can look in the woods and you can kind of see where it may have been at one point. At least on the left side, on the right side, there are a few roads that are still pretty well traveled mm-hmm. back towards the lake and stuff that people go. So you can it's not super overgrown, but it's cool back there. You know, I, I want to keep going back just to keep exploring. Mm-hmm. You know. The domes are cool. Most of them are open. There are a bunch that are kind of welded shut or locked shut. And um, so which makes you kind of wonder what's in there. Yeah, it's for sure. They locked up Mothman. That's right. Uh-huh. Mothman bones. John, John asks, where is the link to the Kickstarter? I just posted it on the page. So if you go to to the main Facebook page right now or to the event page or to my personal page, <laughs> it's on all those and it should be shared around right now so it's it's on the main page or if you just go to kickstarter and look up mothman it's going to come up it should be the first thing that comes up all right i'm i'm finally logged into twitter here so john found it thank you seth thank you john thank you john (laughs) hey brian borgman says hey guys i'm here i am backer number three good luck saw that thank you brian and brian has an item in the um in the Kickstarter as a reward. So there's Cryptorbs, which are like uh, those mad balls from the 80s. I, I didn't know this until he told me. Yeah. Because I didn't, because I'm oblivious to reality most of the time. Um, <laughs> you were born after that, right? Yeah. No, I was there. I was there for that. Um, 
those are the Mothman one is part of the campaign, and it is like a special variant that isn't available for everyone. So that's a cool thing that Brian did for us. Yeah. And before it disappears up the scroll, uh, Gene St. Jean says, good luck, guys. Thank you, Gene. So Gene has something in the Kickstarter as well, which is the... Hold on, I'm just typing in my Twitter password, which is, again, not working, even though I just reset it. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so Gene has the the statue. So there's going to be an actual Mothman statue as part of the campaign. So And Gene's the guy that's sculpting those. And those are being... We're, we're collaborating with Creature Replica to do those. So Creature Replica is is one of the companies it's probably the only company that puts out like really high level um crypto toys so and i just gave you a couple as a christmas gift yes yes they're awesome it's the uh what was it the skookum variant Uh love it love it um darren wants to know i don't know if this was addressed in the movie or just now but have there been recent sightings well, I if anyone would know, it's <laughs> the two of you. Did you see the the pictures that came out a couple months ago? Oh yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? The pictures, the new ones. Did you see them? Uh, yeah. There was yeah. There were these pictures back in November of like what looks like an owl carrying a snake. Mm-hmm. It's two snakes. It's got to be two snakes though, because no, it's like wrapped around. Is it? It's just wrapped around. Like you can. I I I originally thought it was a really unique picture. And then I heard someone explain it, mm. what it was, and I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. It's like how when you saw the picture of the, or are you talking about the palm tree? No, I'm talking about the moth, the, the series. Okay, the there's, there's three pictures, several yeah. pictures from a car. Yeah, because there was the the palm tree one, too, <laughs> which which I thought looked like a legit creepy something. And then someone was like, it's a palm tree. And I was like, oh, yeah. Right. Like, I totally see that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to derail that. Oh, no. I... I feel the same way with those with those photos. I kind of heard about them. I was like, "Oh, no way!" And then I saw them. I'm like, "Oh, right." It it looks really weird, especially some part a part that's really weird to me personally is how like there's trees in the in the photograph and they're really blurry, and whatever the image in the center is is not blurry at all. Mm. So there there have been more recent sightings though. We talked to I've I've spoken to two people. They had sightings. Both of them were from Gallipolis. So um, one of them was Gallipolis. Gallipolis. <laughs> Come on, this is taking me like a year. Of it, right? Gallipolis. They were, in, they were in Gallipolis, and this one guy was driving <laughs> on the road, and he saw uh, this creature like flying over, kind of like those photos. Okay. Um, and then another one is is um, a similar sort of sighting, a driving sighting. And there's a sighting from 2009 from a couple that live near there. They actually, the guy actually went to school with Jeff Wamsley, and he had a sighting and talked about it in one of the Discovery Channel documentaries about Mothman. So. Nice. Monsters Among Us podcast says, "Best of luck, guys." What was the inspiration? for choosing Point Pleasant for this next installment. Why did um, we choose Point Pleasant this time? Brandon and I talked about Point Pleasant as far back as last uh, April when we were going to film Boggy Creek, and then we pretty much decided during filming of, or during the premiere, we decided during the premiere that we were doing Mothman and Point Pleasant as the next movie. And um, 
we had started filming last September. So there's footage in the movie and actually even footage in the Kickstarter video and in the trailer that we shot last September. So this has been the longest we've actually worked on a movie <laughs> since Minerva. Um, and I think Brandon and I are both super attached to this one. Not that we haven't been to all the other movies, but I think we're both very emotionally invested in this one. Yeah, but to, to answer the question... Um, yeah, I didn't answer your question. <laughs> not even Specifically, no, like the um, Point Pleasant is... Um, I mean, if you you can't talk about small-time monsters and, and not think about Point Pleasant. It's one of the the perfect towns and stories for our theme, you know. Mm-hmm. This that town will be forever known for these these sightings and it's forever affected by them. So to, And it's it's only what like a, it's less than 5,000 people that live there. Yeah. It's, it's a very small town. They they have more people that show up like double the population of the town that show up for the festival. Right. So it's like the population of the town I thought was like 30 37 or something. Yeah. So it's a small town. And it's been affected forever by this awesome uh, monster story, and of course, just the just the story itself is amazing. Cameron, are you watching by any chance? Cameron Jones is he watching? Can anyone tweet at him or something? Anyone that has Twitter and let him know we're talking about him on the live stream if he's not on here. Okay. So and tweet if you would from Sasswit, and I can retweet later okay. or something. I wanted to get on the Twitter and let Got people it. know we were doing this. Bunch more messages. Okay, yeah, let's, let's go. Alyssa says, hey, guys, looking forward to seeing the next movie. Mm-hmm. Tina backed, did yes. it. Brian, Brian Borgman wants to know, what do you guys think about the 2015 Malaysian Mothman sightings? I don't know anything about that. He helpfully provides a link, but I'm with <laughs> you. I didn't know there was... I didn't know. Mo- See, the link, the link says Mothman startles woman in Kuala Lumpur. Hmm. Isn't there, um, yes. the only, the only like super modern, isn't there supposed to have been seen in Chernobyl? Sure, sure. The, the Chernobyl. Or was that like, just a uh, urban legend? There's Cher- Chernobyl, Chernobyl. Sh- Chernobyl. <laughs> but, by the way, we're at 37%, guys. Wow. In 21 minutes, we have gotten to. Are you feeling the love? Thirty-seven percent should be feeling ridiculous the love right now. Um, what was I saying? I was Chernobyl. 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 So Chernobyl. You well, were saying. Lauren Coleman wrote about this, and I recently stumbled upon it. And he seems to think it's all just that the Chernobyl stuff is just kind of urban legend. Mm-hmm. It's it's like one of those things where I've seen it passed around by a lot of people, but I haven't found any. I haven't seen an eyewitness account. I've seen like. I talked to this guy, and this guy claimed this happened kind of stuff. So I haven't seen anyone quote someone or have a verified... Like, I've never seen an interview. That's not to say it doesn't exist. I'm just saying, me personally, I don't know anything about it, and it seems like it's more of an urban legend. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like... Uh, did you hear that story about... I don't know all the details, but there was these miners that were trying to get back into a cave. Miners. And then this thing, they saw, like, this black... M- silhouette in front of the cave, and it looked like a human form, and then when they got close, it opened its wings, and wow. then eventually the cave kind of collapsed, so they think it <laughs> saved its life. So again... Oh, really? Yeah. Kind of wow. That's, that's kind of unusual. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon, this next one's for you. Yeah. Beans Baxter wants to know, what sort of sources are you using for inspiration on the Mothman score? Good question. Um, so... Is, does he mean musically or? Yeah, I believe so. Musically. Hmm. Well, there's a. Or he just says sources. So source. maybe it could be. Well, I talked about this. Minute. I talked about this on um, Shannon's show the other day, Into the Fray. But um, the uh, I was watching a behind the scenes on the Interstellar. 
movie. And Chris Nolan was talking about how Hans Zimmer and him wanted this feel for the movie because it's in space to have some kind of like religiosity or metaphysical feeling to the score mm-hmm. and something that kind of felt otherworldly or beyond ourselves. And so they chose the the organ as their instrument for that score, and it's an incredible score. Yeah. But I kind of wanted to do something very similar with this score here because to me this this movie is or uh, this story anyways is different from the ones we've done before, which f- for me was kind of more grounded. You know, it's just like you know the behaviors of some of these creatures are more biological in nature and less paranormal for the creatures that we've done so far. But Mothman, for me, seems to to go into a different kind of direction with that. So I kind of wanted to, you know, put that into the music as much as possible, kind of have an otherworldly feel. Um, Some of the scores I've that that are kind of representative of some of the stuff I'm doing, if you listen to James Newton Howard's score for The Village... Are you familiar with that movie? That's mm-hmm. a, a criminally underrated movie, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but his score is absolutely incredible. It features a soloist. I don't remember her name, but it's a solo a solo cellist. And her music on there is incredible. So there's a lot more strings on this score than prior ones. Oh, it's, wow. a, it's way more cinematic. It's it's less um, experimental. Let's go ahead. Okay, so from the feed, Shannon Legros says, Love you guys a million. Oh, my. A that is a million. lot, Shannon. Mm-hmm. And all those, is that how many thumbs? <laughs> I think she that did about a million thumbs. Yeah. Uh, Tina says, good luck. Thanks, Tina. Ryan says, just pledge. Good luck, guys. Um, Ashley Wamsley-Watts yes. says, we'll see you guys soon at the Mothman Museum for the last night of filming. Heck Ashley, yeah. Jeff, and the Mothman Museum crew. Awesome. Hey, Thank thanks, you, Mothman I'll say hello Museum. to Tina, too, if she's listening. Hi, Tina. <laughs> 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 I'm here. <laughs> I just shared I just shared the uh, Small Town Monsters Facebook page and the live note awesome. on, on the awesome. radio station page. For some reason, I, I was having some of your same issues, but I got it shared, so yeah. it's it's on here too. So anybody listening, and if you're used to finding the Wadsworth Community Radio Facebook page, the link uh, to uh, the uh, Sasquatch and and our the podcast or the um, Facebook Live is on there now too. So. Awesome. Okay, so we're doing we're at uh, for those trying to keep track but don't want to go to the do 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 don't want to go. <laughs> to the uh, to the page where we're at is four thousand two hundred ninety dollars. We are at forty five percent funded off of only twenty eight backers. So that is a ton of money off of very few people. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool of of people that are backing and pushing this along. This is kind of crazy. I did not expect. I I seriously did not expect in twenty five minutes to be at forty five percent. And and my wife could tell you I was having like a, a stress <laughs> break. Hey, you should hop in and say hi. Say hi to Walter. <laughs> okay. That's All right. Um, <clears throat> so do we uh, have more? Oh, we have tons more. Laura Steve. says, hi, everyone. Hey, Laura. Todd says, I'm in again. Good luck, guys. Alyssa asks, how are you guys doing? Good. Uh, hey, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy. Yeah. Hold on. What? And Mary Pruitt says, hi, Brandon. Hi, Mary. Whoa. That's my aunt. Oh, Mary, we had, is, is this the same Mary we yeah, had dinner one, with? Yeah. So she's the one yeah, we all met. Yeah, sure. So, Mary. We sitting across from you eating yeah. queso. Yeah. Right. <laughs> For like I could a half hour straight. Queso. I would kill some of that queso right now. I know, I'm starving. Um, we practically drink. <laughs> yeah, I think I ordered like four bowls from the table and they were all gone. Uh, we're at 47% funded. Wow. Nice. So Bill, it's just flying up. Bill Brock says, yo, guys. Yo, Yo, Bill. What is up? Bill is on fire right he's now. He's been doing. All, he's been building all kinds of stuff. Yeah, 
He's doing well. He's working with um, disabled. So I'm trying to keep up with him, but I don't quite understand. All I know is he posted a video of a um, what looked like an armored vehicle the other day that yeah. was actually a, a wheelchair. Oh, was well, really? You can go, you can go hi- like hiking in this what? thing. So like mountain, it, it was crazy. That's insane. So Bill, if you're still watching, we love you. You're awesome. Build us a small town monsters um, Batmobile. Yeah, build us a small town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get on that, Bill. And Come on. go. <laughs> so we can investigate yeah. in it. All right, here is um, <laughs> Jennifer Clark says hello. Hey, Hi. hello, Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Yeah, we've we've got a few. We've got a, a couple of listeners here. One in oh. Michigan, Virginia, and a special one is in the United Kingdom. They are in. Central Hall in Westminster Abbey. No about, way. Uh, quarter of a mile from Big Ben. Wow. Don't know how accurate. Don't know how accurate the location is. Uh, this this listener has been with us several times. They listened to all our bought bar, uh, the basketball yeah. broadcast, <laughs> and uh, but they're they're tuned in this evening here. And like our location here shows when we're listening, we're actually our location will come up that we're in a field. Just north of Rymer Road, <laughs> so it's, it's like, and, and I don't know, I don't know if that's how they the, might be in Big Bang. Yeah, the, yeah, how the IP address locates or whatever. But I mean, okay. so I know the location isn't like you know we couldn't we we couldn't like fire a missile here. We would there, there'd be some friendly fire here. But but again, regardless, we we are someplace uh, in the vicinity of Big Ben with the listener this evening. So hello in the UK. That's awesome. We just got another executive producer. Backer, so Woo. Dwight Bishop, $1,200 backed. We are now nice. over 60% backed in 32 minutes. 32 minutes. <laughs> well, I should have just waited and let you guys buy the supper here. It's like, wow, this, this is awesome. Wow. This is really Thanks, guys. great. You are listening to 97.1 Wadsworth Community Radio. And again, in the studio with us, we have Seth Breedlove and crew with their uh, live Facebook uh, uh, videos and everything with their Kickstarter campaign. So one real quick, again, let everybody know where they can go for all the... Oh, we have it posted on our Facebook page, but if they want to help out, uh, you know, give everybody a bump on where they can go to uh, find out all the information if people are just tuning in. So at this point, the easiest thing to do would be to go to facebook.com slash Monsters and actually go to our Facebook page and find the link directly to the Kickstarter because the Kickstarter URL is very complicated. Um, it stretches out and there's dashes and all kinds of stuff in it. So that's the easiest way to go is, is to do that. So real quick, we do need to go in here and tell, give everyone an update on where we're at. So the, the Kickstarter campaign is at $5,841, 61% funded off of 33 backers. We still have 29 days to go and you guys are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 29 minutes. What do you mean days? <laughs> we're going to back this bad boy up by 8 yeah. o'clock tonight. Sorry, this is awesome. Before the next station ID here. Right. <laughs> Mary Pruitt says, so proud of my handsome nephew, Brandon. Oh, he Thank is. You. He's hot. <laughs> Morgan just pledged. Much luck to you guys. Awesome. Thank you. Walter made my pledge. You guys are awesome. Lacey, we pledge. Super excited for you all. Bill Brock, you guys do a great job and a great big smiley emoji. (laughs) Joe says, what up from Alabama? What up? What up? 
And Shannon Legros <laughs> is digging some queso. I think that's based off of the uh-huh. earlier comment. Is she actually eating queso? Though? I don't know if she that's is. that's super rude if you are and you're telling <laughs> us that while we're all hungry. Right. Unless she donates. Yeah. Right. Well, she did. Oh. I, I'm still going to say it's rude. She oh, did. okay. <laughs> Mary, Aunt Mary says, come back down and I'll cook for you this time. Oh, there you go. Sounds good. I'll go. I'm in. <laughs> Seth and I will come down. Dan says, just saw Boggy Creek and loved it. Thank you. Thanks. Um, Bill Brock writes, the Rip Chair is the name of the rig. I'm the director of Outdoors Again, a nonprofit that gets people in wheelchairs back out doing the things they love. Yeah. Cool. Nice. That's, That's awesome. awesome man. The, it's called the Rip Chair, though. That's like the coolest <laughs> name for a for a wheelchair. What, what, what would you call it? It's not even a wheelchair at that point. It's like an armored. It's a transformer. Yeah. It's a transformer. It's an exoskeleton. Yeah. There's an idea. It's a million-dollar <laughs> idea for you, Bill. Anybody, 97.1 Wadsworth Community Radio. And again, we are in the studios we've been talking about for the last couple mornings on a morning show with Seth Breelove and crew uh, with their Kickstarter uh, fundraiser here for both of the movies uh, for the uh, Saswat. Again, they, both of the guys in here this evening, you might recognize the voices every uh, Saturday and Sunday evening on Wadsworth Community Radio. Uh, their current uh, podcast is played. And again, so if you recognize a couple of the voices, that is why. And if you don't recognize a couple of the voices, tune in on Saturday and Sunday evening because a lot, a lot, of, a lot of the details and everything of the movies that you're hearing them talk about today are discussed in those podcasts.